everyone, and welcome to Talking Nog, a yearly tradition honoring a yearly tradition. I am Jeff Stormer, your holiday host and Nog Master this evening as we celebrate the past, present, and future of everyone's favorite eggy, creamy, boozy, spicy Yuletide treat. We're gonna listen list, we're gonna look at some listener photos. We're gonna answer some listener questions. We're gonna have a few holiday guests and surprises. And maybe, just maybe, we're gonna have a little fun along the way. So I hope that you settle in with a glass of that cool, frothy stuff wherever you find yourself. I hope you settle in by the fire. And we're gonna dive right in. Now, obviously, this is a particularly special episode of Talking Nog, as you may have noticed that I'm dressed a little bit more formally and a little bit more apropos for a special fancy night out on the town. I've got my special glass. As this is not just any edition of Talking Nog, this is a Talking Nog Fancy Friday edition. It's Friday night. We're out on the town. Everybody's enjoying. We're diving in. We're kicking off the holiday weekend in style. And I'm ready to celebrate, my friends. I am ready to celebrate that thing that brings us all here today. That's right. Eggnog. So with that said, let's go ahead and dive into our first listener question. Appropriately, Anonymous asks us a quaint, dignified question for a quaint, dignified evening. Anonymous writes, I'm a huge fan of the show. The only thing I don't like is how casual and laid back the whole thing is. That's why I was excited for the Fancy Friday edition of this special event. Me too, Anonymous. As an eggnog aficionado, how do you recommend we add a little pomp and ceremony to the enjoyment of the best holiday beverage out there? Anonymous, great question. You, my friend, are a certified noghead. There's a lot of ways that you can add some holiday cheer and a little bit of fancy festivity to your favorite noggy beverage. As you can see here, I have chosen to go for more of a fancy cocktail glass as opposed to a traditional mug or a highball glass. I've also spiked it with just a little bit of extra cinnamon to give myself a little bit more spice and a little bit extra kick and a little bit extra festivity to kick off our fancy Friday evening. I'm of course drinking Jen's homemade eggnog brewed with a delicious bourbon. I love this and it's added a real nice, it's added a real nice energy. Obviously you can dress for the occasion. I recommend a suit and tie. I am of course wearing my red and green Santa suit with a matching red and green bow tie. Uh, I've got my hair done up perfectly. Honestly, the thing about dressing fancy, the thing about living the Fancy Friday lifestyle is it is however you want it to be. If you are making it work for you, if you feel fun and confident and breezy, then you, my friend, are making Fancy Friday and eggnog work for you. Great question, Anonymous. Let's look at our next question. Would you look at that? Our next question is a video submission by friend of the show, Noah Houlihan. These are always fun. These are always wacky. I can't wait to see what hijinks my good friend, Noah Houlihan, got into today. Noah, take it away. Jeff. Jeff Stormer. Me? Noah. Shut up, what? Jeff. This isn't about you right now, Jeff. Kind of seems like it might. I need of... to talk to you. Me? Not you. No. You, the eggnog. You will be visited by three spirits, eggnog. It's important that you listen to them. The chains. The chains, eggnog. 
They ran out of chains. They only have rope now. That explains the rope. But listen to the spirits. The first one will come when the bell toads won. Ooh. My God. I can't believe Noah Houlihan has died and become... I don't know what he was talking about with those three spirits. That seemed ominous, but... Honestly, that's probably just the nog sitting wrong in my stomach. That was a, a, a weird event. I agree. I agree. That was too scary, Towser's Factory. I agree. That that unsettled me, but thankfully, we aren't going to hear anything else about that. That seemed to be just a wacky prank from our friend Noah. Sure. Let's go ahead and move on to our next question. Our next question comes to us. From Sean Gomez, Sean asks, if one were to add alcohol to Nog, what's the proper alcohol to add? Now, this is a question that I receive every year. And this is a question that, honestly, I understand it. I get it. It's a very traditional question. It's a big question. It's the question on everyone's mind when we are talking eggnog. If you're going to add alcohol to it, and you don't have to, you can enjoy a delicious non-alcoholic eggnog. But if you are going to add alcohol to your nog, what alcohol should you add? I believe that I've been asked this question every year on Talking Nog, and this is the year I've decided not just to share my opinion, I've decided to get scientific with it. My friends, for the first time ever on the Talking Nog Fancy Friday edition, we are going to do something very special. We are going to have a live eggnog taste test. Now... Here's how this has worked. I have asked producer of the show, friend of the show, Jen Frank, the love of my life, maker of the best homemade eggnog that I've ever had, to make her eggnog, which is traditionally made with bourbon. I've asked her to make it, but remove the bourbon. I asked her to make a small amount of it. And what we have done, Talking Nog Nation, I have prepared not one, Not two. Not three. Not four. Not even five. But six. This one doesn't have a label on it because it was kind of a last minute thing. Not even six. We have made six sample eggnogs for six different varieties. Hopper, I see that comment and I'm going to sit with it and I can't promise anything. But we're going to sit with it and I'll see if I decide that this leads to a Long Island Ice Nog. I am going to sample all six of these eggnogs. The one that didn't have a label on it was sake. I didn't actually say that up front, but we have... I am going to sample each of these six eggnogs. And we are going to rank them definitively here on the podcast, one to six. We are going to find out what is the definitive alcohol to add into your eggnog. Noah, I did make one with sake specifically because you asked about it on a previous episode. We are going to start with rum.
sweet. Very, very sweet. The rum is like, it's already a sweetened drink. It's got the sugar and the half and half. So it's already a sweet beverage. And the rum like kicks that sweetness up a lot. Like that's a dessert. That is an end of the night dessert that I'm going to be enjoying with some friends. Uh, thank you for the question, Professor Ten. This is actually, uh, this is white, this is Bacardi white rum. This is the basic rum. I did not want to get a spiced rum for the sake of science because this already has cinnamon mixed into it. It's already been spiced. I did not want to spice it further. I could see a spiced rum being like a nice addition to it to give it that nice spice, especially to cut some of that sweetness, but that's not where we went for the purpose of this taste test. Now for the vodka nog. Good point, Noah. I should specify, these are all non-alcoholic versions of each of these so that I can drink these on Twitch without issue. All of these are special non-alcoholic spirit varieties. If you try to report me, that's what it will say on camera, and that is that is the, the word thing I will bring to Twitch's moder moderation team. Anyway, the vodka did what vodka does, and it kind of watered it down a little bit, which is nice. Like, it's actually, I think I liked the vodka a lot more than I liked the rum. The vodka's gonna take that number one spot of the two. Because it like it kind of gave it an airiness and it gave it a lightness. It kind of diluted it a little bit, which I think was really helpful for the nog itself as a drink. Like I think it was helpful for the nog. We come now to tequila. I've been excited about this one. Ooh, oh, ooh, ooh. Oh, that changes the entire body of the beverage. Oh, that's fascinating. That that rules. I'm not gonna lie to you. I actually love that. That the 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 bite and the salt of the tequila like really cuts the sweetness, and you get a nice mellow. I'm thinking like so far it's been. I mean, rum is a is third. Vodka number two. Tequila's taking that top spot right now. I am very very surprised by this. This is the one I'm nervous about. Because this is gin. This is the gin nog. Oh, it's got a heady gym aroma. For science. Oh, no. Oh, no. A lot of pine. A lot of pine. Mm. Mm. You would think pine would be an essential Christmas flavor, and it is not. Oh, that's a distant fifth. All right. Whew. And then we move on to bourbon. That's the classic. That's the icon. Honestly, like I am biased because that is my that is my eggnog, that is the traditional eggnog, but like that burn on the back, that little bit of bitterness, that extra layer of caramel and spice, like it is just it fills in everything that the cream and and the complements everything the cream and the egg and the sugar is bringing and it just to me that is that is perfection. I'm 
I knew it was going to be there, personally, but I'm putting that on the number one spot. Tequila, extremely close second. Like, I'm surprised by how high tequila is getting on this list. And now we round out with a nice sake. Now, see, that shouldn't work. That should not work. But similar to the vodka, the fact that it is, like, a nice diluted wine, like, really kind of you know, cuts that thickness and that sweetness and you get a nice drinkable, but then you also kind of get that rice burn on the back of the sake that like, it's not the same burn as the bourbon, but it, but it works much better than it should. Like, I'm not going to lie to you. Like, that's like a really fun and nice, like it's a, it's such a clean flavor, whereas vodka doesn't really have any flavor. Sake has that nice, clean, sharp flavor that just, like, really heightens it. And, like, I'm not, I did not expect sake to be, like, a comfortable third, but I think my final ranking is bourbon at number one, tequila number two, sake at number three, vodka at number four, rum at number five, gin at number six, no, I can't do a Long Island. I yeah, fuck it. No, I can't. I I'm sitting here staring at these glasses, and I I can't, I can't, I can't. I'm gonna try a little bit. That's vodka, rum, bourbon. What's the fourth booze in a Long Island? Is it gin? Somebody in the chat tell me what the fourth thing is, because I'm not mixing all of these together. Because that's nasty. Is it tequila? What's in a Long Island? Rum tequila. It is tequila. Okay, so we're going tequila. I feel like the I feel like the eggnog is gonna take the place of the Coke. I feel like, but we're gonna see how this all balances out. This is a bad idea, right? We all recognize this is a bad idea. Like this isn't gonna be good. No, it's okay. It's not. Of the seven that I have tried, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Of the seven that I tried, probably a four. Probably a probably a five. Probably like neck and neck with rum for that fifth place spot. Like neither of them is like the. But like honestly, put it at nice like a nice. If I if it had more booze in it, because I put like like uh like. I think that the eggnog, like, the actual ingredients kind of overpowered the booze, and I think you'd really want to, like, if you were really creating a Long Island eggnog, you would want to really, like, lead with the alcohol, lead with the, with the, with the violence, and I think, like, it would, it would, it would really come through. Like, the, the joy of a Long Island is that these four things kind of work together, and that this kind of works in a way that it maybe shouldn't. Anyway, all of that is to say... We found our rankings. We did our science. And Sean, you, my friend, are a certified nog head. Our next question comes from Orange, you glad this isn't about Malort Nog? Orange writes, I've seen a bunch of recipes for eggnog where you're supposed to zest an orange into your nog. This seems absolutely crazy to me, but I'm seeking the opinion of experts. Orange or no? You know, it sounds lovely. I think that the flavors really complement themselves. 
I'm not gonna lie to you, I don't know how to zest an orange. The, the, the concept is foreign to me. I understand theoretically I'm supposed to like peel an orange and get little bits off of the peeled orange, but I don't know what that is or what that looks like, so I'm never going to do that. It's probably great, but I'm not going to. Wait, I just don't, like, I understand that this is a limitation on me, but an important part of life is recognizing our limitations, and mine is that I'm never gonna learn how to zest an orange. Or a lemon, or a lime. I'm gonna have other people do this for me. Anyway, orange, thanks for the question. You are a certified noghead. We got another question from Anonymous. Anonymous writes, I'm just going to come right out and say it. The people at Jell-O are cowards. They offer a total of 35 flavors, some only seasonally, but no eggnog-flavored pudding. They have candy cane, they have gingerbread, and surprise, surprise, they have pumpkin spice. It's a shame because eggnog pudding is such a slam-dunk no-brainer. Why do you think the fat cats at Jell-O are afraid of greatness? Now, this is really interesting. Normally, I would answer this question on its own right. But also, we received another question on a very similar line that's going to capture kind of what I want to talk about. This comes from Pen Pessimistic and Pensacaucan. Pens bleh. This comes from Pessimistic and Pensacaucan, who writes, With the advent of brands like Ego and Hidden Valley Ranch entering the Nog space, what are your thoughts on the inevitability of corporate encroachment? Are we doomed to lose even this, a simple holiday treat to the constant competition for our attention dollars? Will all of our most beloved Nog memes and shows be taken over by marketers and influencers? And I, I try not to be negative on this show. I try not to be a critic. You know, I try to be an enthusiast. I try to love Nog for the sake of loving Nog. But this is something that I've noticed. And it's something that I've noticed with some frustration. I... Look, I can't stop corporations from being corporations, but, like, it does break my heart to watch this become a corporate space. The last thing that I want for Eggnog, for this show, for Talking Nog, is to become some sort of sampling ground for the latest corporate monstrosity. I feel very strongly, and the people that agree, that the corporate-sponsored Eggnog products are over. It is time to give Eggnog back to the people. It is time to take back what is ours. We have nothing to lose but our chains. Now on that note, let's take a break and talk to you about Ego Brand Ego Nog Appalachian Sipping Cream. This was all the talk lately and honestly, I didn't think we were going to cover it on Talking Nog because it's only available in, like, Maryland, and fuck if I'm driving to Maryland. But, thanks to Twitter user Rychek, who sent this over my way, like, I have a bottle of it, and as a journalist, I do feel it is my obligation to drink the thing that everyone is talking about. This is the buzz, this is the moment, and sometimes you gotta make the move on the thing that is popular, you know? Anyway... Uh, this is uh, produced and bottled by Sugarlands Distilling Company. It is an Appalachian sipping cream, uh, which sounds ominous. Oh, and it's got a smell to. I think it's Ego flavored nog. I think it's supposed to be maple syrup and pan or waffle flavored. 
there it is. Oh, look, the, the lightness of it is very upsetting. I feel like I, like, it, that does not convey that this is a nog that's got a lot of, of spice and flavor to it. Now the whole building, like, the whole office, my whole studio kind of smells like maple now. Cheers, everybody. Oh, boy. Oh, wow, there's an aftertaste. Okay. Interesting. All right. Um, maple. A lot of maple. I underestimated the amount of maple that I was going to get on that bite. And, um, oh, boy. Oh, boy, did it hit. Um, well, I, well, I drank it is, I guess, my review of Ego Nog Appalachian Sipping Cream. You could put that on the jar next year. Jeff Storper, well, I drank it. Let's move on to our next question. Uh, our next question comes from Gut Fauna Gone to War. Did you hear that? Well, that was the first bell. I'm sure it's fine. That just means that we're getting on in the show. That just means that it's time to segue to our next... Wait a second. What's that half? What's that? What's that over there? Hello, Eggnog. Ah! It's a ghost! Be not afraid. Oh, okay. I'm not gonna be afraid. It's fine. I am the ghost of Eggnog's past. I will show you shadows of once was were was. It's your mom. It's your mom, Eggnog. It's eggs. And here, it's your dad. Oh, that's a bottle of half and half. And that would look, be your father. It's the rough crowd you'll get involved with and later. Ooh. So that's it, Quiet, then? Jeff. Okay. I had more to say, but time has run short. The next spirit will arrive soon, Eggnog. <sighs> Alright, so this is gonna be a thing. That's great. That's really what I wanted on Fry, on Fancy Fry. I really was like, like excited for like a classy event, and now there are ghosts. Great. C just fine. Perfect. <sighs> Anyway, let's just try to ignore the ghosts and move on to our next question from Gut Fauna Goes to War. Gut Fauna writes, Yo, how old is too old? I've got a batch of eggnog from the second Obama administration and I've been savoring it this year, but I admit, it's testing my resolve. The flavor is unlike any other eggnog I've ever had, but I don't know if I can fully enjoy it. I'm in constant apprehension of the repercussions. Now, Gut Fauna, I should clarify up front that I am not the Department of Hazardous Materials. Do not take my advice as the advisement of the Department of Hazardous Materials. I am merely an eggnog enthusiast trying to share my love of nog with the world. It hasn't killed you so far, but like, that can't be good, right? Like that can't be a good um, like time frame from which to have a drink, right? Like, it's, like, I understand that, like, theoretically, the alcohol is supposed to kill, like, the bacteria, but, like, there's gotta be a statute of limitations on that at some point, right? 
Like, that's an upsetting amount of time. And I'm not gonna lie, part of that is stemming from jealousy because I really want to drink this, whatever it is. But I'm also acknowledging, like, that's a long time, and I would probably maybe consult with your local Department of Hazardous Materials, because, like, that's three presidents. Gut fauna. Like, that's three separate presidents at this point. That's a long time. That's all I'm saying. Maybe evaluate your choices and, like, I would seek an expert and not a guy on a podcast. <sighs> anyway, our next question comes to us from an Anonymous. Anonymous writes, I love your special, but what's really going on? I gotta have my finger on the pulse of Talking Nog News. So I have a question. Hypothetically, you're recording the show when, all of a sudden, the Channel 5 Action News team shows up. You're gonna be on the news. Why are they there, and what is the big story? Well, if I had to guess, personally, my guess would probably be that they wanted me to weigh in on the person that died drinking 10-year-old eggnog. Like, that would probably be my guess. If I had to nail down, like, one story, it's probably that somebody drank 10-year-old eggnog, died, and they're asking me to weigh in as a noted character witness. It's a role I'll take, but I'm not thrilled about it. Anyway, Anonymous, Gut Fauna, both of you, certified Nogheads. Our next question comes to us from Richard Kreutz Landry. Richard asks, Do you usually have to add more spices to your aged eggnog to get the level of spice required? Our first six-month aged eggnog needed a little bit extra nutmeg once we cracked open the mason jar. Richard? Honestly, there's no wrong answer. I, I like to add a little extra cinnamon whenever I crack out my beverage, especially when it's on Fancy Friday. So the answer in short is that there's no wrong answer. Traditionally, no, I will just let the spices stew in it. I mean, we do load a lot of spices into it when we're brewing it, and then we just let it sit for six months or a year, and it kind of does the trick. But frankly, if you feel like you need a little bit of extra spice, I mean, they call it flavor to taste to reason. Richard, thank you so much for writing in. You, my friend, are one of the foremost certified Nogheads that I know. Now we've got a question here from Anonymous. Anonymous writes, I was wondering about the social norms around what color cups to serve eggnog in. Understandable. See, most people do clear glass, but more and more people get creative with uniquely colored mugs. Love it. You never seem to stray too far from the same style of cup every year, so you might have a bias against non-traditional cups entirely untrue. I don't know where you got that idea from. Pale green is... Sorry. Pea green is probably the only color cup that doesn't go with the color of eggnog, but to be fair, it doesn't go with most things. Now, my question is, can you read the first word of the first four sentences? Of course. I see you... Oh, whoa, come on! Come on! I've never done this on the show. Never once have I done this. Anonymous, who writes P.S. You Got Got. For the first time in Talking Nog history, I am going to have to do something. Anonymous, I am revoking your Noghead status. You are not a certif- You can go hang out over a mulled cider town and mulling it over with James Stormer. How about that? Come over here with your tomfoolery on Fancy Friday of all nights. This is supposed to be a dignified event. 
Anyway, our next question also comes from Anonymous, who writes, Holiday gift for everyone. We have here a holiday um actually prompt. The rules of um actually, I'm going to play this with the chat because I had to screen the question so I saw the answer. I'm going to play this with the chat. The first person to write in the correct answer wins. Rules are as follows. You must correct the incorrect fact in the statement. You must lead with the same phrase um actually or you don't get the point. And you can weigh in at any time. The question. Eggnog, the delicious holiday drink, has had a long history whose origins can't actually be agreed upon by eggnog scholars. Many variations of the drink have been developed in various parts of the world, including Coquito, Rompope, and even Tomagozake. And while the recipe may change, they all share a common ingredient, the humble egg. The demand on this simple ingredient reached its peak in the late 70s when the U.S. nearly exhausted its strategic egg reserve, causing egg prices to skyrocket, making eggnog unaffordable but to all but the ultra-wealthy. Several years later, in 1981, the FDA introduced regulations to limit the amount of, of egg yolk in commercially available eggnog to merely 1%. However, eggnog has recently surged in popularity once again, thanks to Walton Brown, which has many nog enthusiasts creating their own unbeholden to the FDA. To the first question. Uh, we have, we have, um, actually, it's not a long history. It actually dates back, I believe, at least hundreds of years. It is pretty interesting. Uh, plus two comedy writes, I'm um, actually eggnog needs to have nutmeg. Actually, it doesn't. Traditionally, the the recipe doesn't actually call for any spice, but people add it just for flavor. Uh, Ray Bandan writes, I'm um, actually it can be made without egg. You're not wrong, and I'm inclined to give you the point unless anybody writes in at this moment. Now, see, Mossy here has stumbled onto the the right answer, so I'm gonna give a point. I'm gonna give our prize to both Ray Bandan and Mossy. Um, actually, eggnog is a worldwide treat, so local supply chain issue would not threaten its worldwide favorite status. That is correct. There actually, and honestly, there actually wasn't an egg shortage in the late 70s, even though the FDA did, in the late 70s, declare that commercially available eggnog could only include 1% egg yolk. So congrats to both of you. You win the title of Certified Noghead. And a toast from me. Cheers, my friends. Let's move right along. So our, we are now moving into our listener photo section, which I'm very, very excited about. This is one of the times that I'm most... No, 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 not the second bell. Not the second bell. That means that... Ho, 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 ho. Come in, come in and know me better drink. I am the ghost of Eggnog's present, and today is Talking Nog Day. That is correct. That is correct. So come in, come in and know me better drink. Did I mention that I am the ghost of Eggnog's present? Yes, yes you did. Ho ho ho! Then come in and know me better drink. Today is the day of talking nog, which means today, eggnog, you will be drank by this man. His name is Jeff Stormer. Make sure you are good and tasty for him. Oh, my time runs very short. There is but one more spirit to come when the bell tolls. 
We were given a challenge by the ghost of eggnog presents, so let's find out how this eggnog tastes. <sighs> you know, it's pretty delicious. We come now to our listener photo section. Uh, this is uh, appropriate as we've just visited by the ghost of eggnog present, which tells me that we are going to see some listener photos. Uh, and we're going to start out with our friend, one of the foremost certified Nogheads, Richard Kreutz Landry sends us a photo of a holiday festive gathering with friends. Look at all of these happy people smiling, drinking eggnog. We've got holiday decorations on the table. What a lovely scene. What a festive event. This is what eggnog's all about. Don't, not about the corporations. It's not about profits. It's not about capitalism. It's about people celebrating together with their beloved eggnog. Richard, thank you for the photo. Thank you for brightening our day. And speaking of photos to brighten our day, we've got a photo from our beloved friend, Brandon Leon Gambetta. Brandon is cracking open his holiday nog for the season. Uh, Brandon is celebrating. Look at the smile on his face, those fo the painted flowers behind him. This is just a beautiful photo. That's just a joyful energy. We love to see it. Brandon, thank you so much for sending in that photo. That is just a joyful experience. We've also got a photo here from Chris Hale. Chris Hale sends us a photo of a, an eggnog scone. Look at that scone. Look at the eggnog cream on that thing. That has got the, they've got little bits of holly uh, or mistletoe or whatever the fuck that plant is uh, on the on the tan, the, the, the label. And you've got the holiday cream. This is a truly joyful thing. This is what you'll love to see is just, you know, people sharing in the love of a holiday beverage. And our next question is uh, shared to us from friend of the show, Alex Flanagan, who sends us a tweet from also friend of the show, I Saw Ken. And this is a two-sentence horror story from user Tyler Spicknell, which says, It almost feels like Christmas, except I've got no eggnog. Thankfully, I could just milk some more from my creature. Well, that's ridiculous. That's not... There is no creature. There's no creature that you milk for eggnog. I don't know where you would get that idea. That is a nonsensical thing. That's not scary to me at all because that's simply not how eggnog is made. Anyway, we're just going to we're not going to focus on that. That's I'm not going to get annoyed by that. Instead, we're going to look at another photo sent to us from friend of the show Bill Heydrich, who sends us a tweet from user the real flups who says I saw this delightful Christmas drinks dispenser and all I can get the word smegnog out of my head. And yep, it's a snowman, the little dispenser, and it's on its up. That's yep. That's presumably you would pull the nog out. Of, that, so that's the creature. All right then. Well, we're just gonna try and move on from that. I'm not. I'm not thrilled. Wish I didn't learn the word smegnog today. Not on Fancy Friday, the day that I tried very hard to make a fun, festive, classy event and is beat. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. You know what? It's fine. Anyway, we've got a photo. Uh, we've got a word here from Anonymous. Anonymous writes, Dear James Stormer, I love your show. Mulling it over. Dear James Stormer, I love your show. Mulling it over. Real stroke of genius on the title, by the way. 
Nothing encapsulates the spirit of the cooler seasons like a hot cup of mulled wine. Being a fan for such a long time has given me the chance to see your fame and popularity skyrocket. You've even gotten yourself a Wario! To like to have a knockoff version of yourself out there. Do you play tennis with him? Is it more of a rivalry? Does he have a hat with an upside down J? Now to answer your question, Anonymous, which I'm not happy to answer, but I can answer to get to Alex's comment in the thread in the chat in a moment, but to get to your question, yeah, it are rivals. We are battles. We have battled. Believe me, we battle. We battle. <laughs> With the time stream open, I, James Stormer, will ensure that eggnog never existed! If we're gonna do this, we need a team. Get everybody. Let's lock and load, everybody! Looks like we're at it again! <laughs> you think you can have a street fight without old James Stormer? <laughs> That's right, if he messes with one of us, he messes with all of us! Tiny Backland is on the scene! Carla, you come to fight with Daddy? You got room in this party for one more, kid? Party of one, Jeff Stormer. It's good to have this you. This ain't just about one universe, kid. It's about all of our fantasy children. <laughs> Think you can stop me? Stop this! You don't worry about old James Stormer's brother. You focus on saving that egg now. You tell me why, James. You tell me why I shouldn't do this right now. You won't do it. You don't have the guts to kill me. <laughs> None of you do. After all, we're family. You're right, James. We are family. But he's not. Merry Christmas, mother No! It's over. He'll be back. But for now, it's over. So yeah. Yeah, Anonymous. We battle. We battle. Anyway, we've got an emergency update from friend of the show, Alex Flanagan, who brings in... Uh, an important update, apparently, a Google of the phrase John Denver eggnog brings us a, a video of somebody having recorded a John Denver song, eggnog on my shoulders. This is the greatest discovery I could have found today, and I am thrilled. I am happy. Uh, thank you, Alex, for this. This is a treasure and a treat, and I will listen to this when I am done recording, because this is a blessing. This is a gift, and Alex, you, my friend, are a certified noghead. 
Now, speaking of certified Nogheads, we have a dear friend of the show, Theodore Monk, who has every year written us some delightful Nog fanfiction, and I've gotten a letter from Theodore that says, I must apologize. Eggnog Elimination Services came into my apartment last night and destroyed all of the Nog mythology records I was working on to unearth for this season's stream. I also suffered a loss in the family a few days ago, which has impacted my ability to recreate the questions and uh, the, the records in question. Please pour out some Nog for good old Charlie Monk, and I should have a new tome ready by the next Talking Nog. Theodore, may Charlie's blessing be a memory. It's a pretty sweet, bitter, pretty bittersweet sip of Nog. But friend, you take the time you need. You rest and recover. And you celebrate the memory of old Charlie Monk. And we'll all see you back next year with a brand new piece of Nog fiction for us. I treasure the contributions you have given to the show. And I hope that you feel that. And I hope you feel the warmth that I am sending your way in this moment. Thanks for writing in, my friend. I've also got a tweet here uh, from an anonymous user. It says, uh, well, it was sent to me a video of the How to Drink video creating Malort Nog. That says, do it, I dare you. Alright, that was weirdly aggressive, but fine. Um, but also, like, I couldn't, I tried. I actually did look up to see if I could get Malort, and I can't because I'm in Philadelphia and not Chicago. Like, it's just not available to me. But also, like, this is something that I've thought a lot about. This is something that I've thought a great deal about, and, like, that's Greg's moment. Like, I do not want to restart the Eggnog Journalist Wars again. I lived through the first round of Eggnog Journalist Wars. I am not recreating those conflicts. That is not going to happen again. That is his win. He created that drink, and I want him to have that moment. We also have a tweet here about Mayo Nog, which is Hellman's Mayonnaise's Nog-like concoction, that says, Do it. Make Mayo Nog. Prove your love of eggnog. Also weirdly aggressive. I'm not really sure where that's coming from. But also, like, I'm going to get into this. Because, like, no. And, and, and I, like, 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 that's bad, right? Like, this sucks, right? Not the tweet. The tweet is fine. It's a little aggressive for some reason, but that's fine. That's not what I'm saying sucks. Like, the thing that sucks is mayo nog and not like the drink itself like i'm sure it's probably bad because ranch nog was bad but like the thing that is bad is that like this is the thing now right like this is the thing now right is like every novelty brand that like touches eggs is gonna roll out like <laughs> what if we made a nog with and like that's depressing like that's depressing to see right like we, we deserve better than this. Like, we deserve better than this, you know, dangling, corporations dangling memes in front of us. Like, this is a thing that I treasure and that I love and that I put a lot of work into. And, like, it has been made into a corporate song and dance. And, like, that betrays the spirit of what I've been doing on this show for years. And it makes me angry and it makes me sad and depressed and like, I just can't, I don't know. It just kind of throws the whole spirit of the Fancy Friday event a little bit into disarray. I just don't, 
I don't know, everybody. I just don't know. The third bell. The third bell. We've seen the ghost of, of Eggnog past and present. Surely the ghost of Eggnog to come is going to show me the reality of what Eggnog could be in the future to revitalize this lost sense of Eggnog spirit that I have in my heart. Surely Eggnog of Ghost of Eggnog yet to come. Show yourself to me. Show me that things will work out okay. Show me what Eggnog will be in the future. What vision do you have for me, ghost? The eggnog, yes. What will it be? Show me eggnog. Show me the eggnog. You Poop. Because I'm gonna... Because it's gonna get drank. And it's gonna get turned into... Poop. That's it? That's your... That's your revelation, ghost? That's all I've got. <sighs> Y'all, things have gone wrong. I just, you know, I figured we would have a nice, dignified event where nothing would go wrong and we would drink some nog, and we would have a nice, pleasant time. But instead, it has just been a cavalcade of disaster. <sighs> I don't know. What is even the point of any of this anymore, you know? <sighs> just, I feel like I've lost the eggnog spirit. Anyway, I don't have any other questions, so I guess that's it. So I guess everybody, I'll see. Hold on a second. I've got an envelope here. This wasn't here when I started. The door hasn't opened. I guess I have one more question. It's like a handwritten note. It's like it's from a it's like a child wrote it. Dear Talking Nog, I am eight years old. My friends say that eggnog is gross. Daddy says if you hear it on a podcast, it must be true. Please tell me the truth. Is eggnog tasty? Signed, Virginia. Virginia, your little friends are wrong. They have been affected by the cynicism of a cynical age. They do not believe except what capitalism has fooled them into believing. They think that what is found in stores, what is mass-produced by the gallon is all that is available. That eggnog can only ever be a sickly yellow goop found in the back of the grocery store. You see, all minds, Virginia, whether they be men's or children's, are gullible. 
And in this great universe of ours, overflowing with information, our minds are a mere insect, an ant, compared to the boundless waves of information and propaganda around them. Our minds are barely capable of grasping at the whole of truth and knowledge. And capitalism has taken from us the joy of a handmade treat, the love of a gift from a friend, the joy of the holidays. Yes, Virginia, eggnog is delicious. It is as wonderful as the holidays, as love and devotion and friends and family and kindness and beauty and joy. Alas, how dreary the world would be if there were no eggnog. It would be as dreary as if there were no Virginias. There would be no mirth, no joy, no absurdity, no frivolity to make tolerable the dark, cold nights of winter. We should have no enjoyment except that which is bought and sold. The eternal light with which the holiday fills the world would be extinguished not to enjoy eggnog. You might as well not believe in Frankenstein. <laughs> you might get your papa to hire his goons, his hitmen, his agents to gather all the eggnog out of every store, burn it all, trash it all, and what would that prove, Virginia? Great eggnog does not come from a carton, from a store that is no sign of the quality of the eggnog. The most real things in the world are those that are not bought or sold, but made and shared with love. Have you ever seen Frankenstein? Of course not. But that is not proof that I cannot build him in my lab after this recording. Forget I said that part. No one can conceive or imagine the wonderful things that we make and we share with each other when our ambition, when our sense of community extends to only what we can make, what we can share. You can empty your bank account and surround yourself with wealth, but there is a truth to community which capitalism, which the cruelest businessman or even all of the richest men on earth could never tear apart Virginia. Is eggnog delicious? <laughs> Virginia, in all of this world, there is nothing else as delicious to not enjoy eggnog <laughs> imagine thank god thank god we will drink eggnog forever a thousand years from now virginia nay 10 times ten thousand years from now eggnog will continue to make glad the heart of childhood Well, would you look at that? I found my eggnog spirit. <sighs> my friends, thank you all for hanging out with me this evening. Thank you all for celebrating in this thing called Nog. Thank you all for going on this journey that we've gone on together. This is a treasure tradition in my heart and this is a treasure tradition in my life. And I truly count myself blessed at every year that people come over and they look, and they look in my glass, and they share with me this silly little eggnog treat. And seeing you in the chat and seeing your names pop up as a reminder of the people in my life that have come to celebrate this silly little thing with me. Why, I guess that must be what eggnog is all about. My friends... Thank you all from the bottom of my heart. And with that, 
My glass is running a little empty. So I'm going to go get a refill. And I believe that means... Drop me a nog in the chat. Hit me with the hashtag on Twitter. Yes, Virginia. Eggnog is delicious. And everyone, I have been Jeff Stormer, your holiday host and nog master. And until next year, happy holidays and cheers. Good night, everybody. Thank <laughs> you.